0: Welcome back, uh, listeners, this is Spencer Gracias and um, hosting again our podcast, Let's Forecast the Future, a Stefanini uh, Steph Talks. Today with Marco Stefanini, the the man, the the one and only, the founder and global CEO of Stefanini. Hey, Marco, good to have you here. Welcome. For me, it's always a pleasure to be here again. Thank you. All right. So we're we're having Marco here uh, for, for the people that are listening. This is the first time Marco normally at least comes to the U.S. once a quarter and uh, we try to have a very productive agenda not only internally with our people our teams but our clients and prospects so busy agenda but we found time on on marco's agenda this time uh to discuss a little bit of a stefanini past present but more important the future but like everybody's curious i have to cover that very quickly hey marco Tell us a little bit about your story. So, who was Marco, the kid, uh, and then growing up, developing you, uh, developing yourself, and then how Marco became an entrepreneur that is today?
1: Okay, thank you. Um, I was born in a lower middle class, but always my parents supported me in more entrepreneurial Mindset, mm. and also investing—not only me, my my sisters—in education. I think oh, okay. the, this is two key points. Okay.
0: So you were like kid, uh, the type of kid that the the parents were like, "Hey, if you want some change for this and that, you go and you know you do this work here in the house." So they were they were showing you how to make your own money. Through work, so how was that?
1: It's interesting because when I have some ideas, you know you are when you are young, n- normally the idea is not the best one yes? but they always not negative or against. no okay, uh. go ahead, okay. If uh, I, uh, I fail, that's the most of time, but they never support me in terms of consequence. If I lose money, okay, this is your, this is your experience, your learning process. Yes, that is a very simple method, but I think it's works because never cut me in any idea, but always I, I, I learned that the consequence, the results with, with me, not with them.
0: Wow! Wow! It's a, well, parents out there, listen to that, Miss Stefanini and Mr. Stefanini. Congratulations, you guys did a great job. And uh, here's Marco and the Stefanini group to just uh, certify that. Excellent, Marco. Uh, so, entrepreneurship was some something always present on your on your life. Very good. So then. Um, When the Stefanini company came out, so how you decided to put the company almost 36 years ago, right? So what was the decision process to say, I'm gonna start my own business?
1: As I said, I I always think about uh, uh, beginning my own business, yes. And um, I thought in that time in different uh, areas, including restaurants and bars and Uh. others, travel agents because I love to travel that we can talk later mm-hmm. about this but uh in the end I decide in the area that I already know that it was technology yes and uh, I think it was the right decision because uh I mitigate risk that's always I think about uh, mitigating reducing my risk if I I go through through a business that I already know that's my chance could be better. This is the first one. The second one, I chose service because service is not requiring a lot of money investing because at that time I didn't have money enough to invest. Mm -hmm. And different from US and developed countries that uh, you always have some support in terms of financial support. Brazil was totally different. Until today is a little bit better, but in that time, nothing. Then I have to create and build my own business since scratch without money?
0: So, entrepreneur mindset, but calculated risk, looking for the, the, the right um, area to invest, so the area that you had a knowledge already, so you, again, you're mitigating risks, uh, and looking for a sector that doesn't require Get debt right out the gates, so you 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 can you start your company more light in terms of financial obligations, right?
1: Yes, it's very correctly, and also I forgot I forgot one point. Technology is clearly it, it that since that time, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, it was a, a positive and great trend. Hmm. Then also. I understand it was a good market that now we know that in this time, I think that uh, I decided correctly. Okay.
0: Well, absolutely.
1: So, um,
0: because I know the story and um, for the people that listen to this, Marco just released in Brazil his um, the second, second uh, edition of his book, The Son of the Crisis. So if you read the book, you're going to get a lot of the stories in details and uh, some of the uh, f- uh, funny episodes, some of the more dramatical moments, etc. Uh, so I recommend you, if you if you like uh, good stories of uh, entrepreneurs, The Son of a Crisis. Now, this, the edition number two already available in Brazil, and it's just about to be launched here in the US. So, pretty soon you're gonna have a version available here in the US too. Well then I'm, I'm fast forwarding Stefanini in Brazil is established and you decided go to internationalization. Now you just said that you love to travel it's probably one of your pleasures in life. Uh, so tell me the story of how that those two things got together
1: okay? First of all, it's interesting because Brazilians are very, um, they always welcome very well the foreigners. Yes, we love yeah. to, to host, the, host po- that's the, right. the people. And I understand, as so many foreigners' companies, US, European companies, go to Brazil, why not we could do, uh, do the double way that we can extend uh, uh, our presence in other countries? The first one. The second one is always Latin America, we have a good skills in technology, and we understand we can try to contribute for worldwide. The third one, that's as you said, this is a personal argument, that's personal reason that I love to travel, but more than travel. I love to meet different people, different cultures, different foods. I try any food that's, as you mentioned, in China, in Mexico, that's, I love it. That's, for me, it's still today that I travel a lot. For me, it's a pleasure, of course, working hard, but we have some moments that I can uh, know a lot of different people and culture.
0: Yeah, we, well, my last, uh, my, my last, um, I'm not gonna say interview, but my last colleague here in the stable was Guilherme, your son and uh, he was talking about his, his uh, passion for traveling and knowing new places and etc. I think it's something that he probably got straight from you. Um,
1: I can say that our first, uh, his first travel when he was a baby nine months, we went to Mexico and in, in, the, in the middle of the travel, we decided to go to Cuba. Yes, oh my in that time with a, a nine months nine months old. baby,
0: yeah. So, yeah, absolutely, he got from there. Um, but I want to just uh, you know explore a little bit that today, Stefanini Group is considered one of the most inter- internationalized Brazilian companies. Fine, but when you start the process of internationalization. How many companies, Brazilian companies, were trying their future outside? Because we, we all know that there's also a carters of Brazilian companies, because Brazil is a continental country, that most of say, you know what, I have market enough here. So I don't need to explore international markets. You decided to do in the opposite. Can you tell a little bit about how was that environment during that time?
1: As you said, Brazil was not so internationalized internationalized. and uh, what happened that in that time, almost nothing, Mm. almost nothing. Maybe in the last 15 years, the Brazilian comes began this process, but more in the commodity areas like agribusiness, Uh uh, mining, but not so in any technology, only us. And also I, f- uh, I could not forget one great company, the Embraer. Yes. Today, maybe most of uh, our team doesn't know, don't know about this, but Embraer is the third largest uh, aircraft company following uh, the two giants, uh, Boeing and uh, Airbus. And, uh, and that they they are very successful and interesting because they are Brazilian, and they are this is a other very strong exception, and we are honored and proud of this company.
0: Oh yeah, it's a it's a Brazilian proud, and we are honored to be their partners in technology, and we serve them uh, not only in Brazil, but we serve them as a partner here in the U.S. too. Well, n- nice so. It, we're, we're just we're just describing, uh, folks, uh, entrepreneur that decided to start his own business, decided to go abroad. Not much, like he said. Not much to imagine. Not even the government probably had programs to support Brazilians that were trying to go outside. So you 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 probably were making your way uh, as as you were growing. So you started from Latin America. So do you remember the sequence of countries that you launched Stefanini yes. operations?
1: Almost 30 years ago, we had a very small uh, experience operation in Argentina. Okay, Argentina okay. was the first. And uh, then in 2000, we began to extend our international operations in U.S. Yeah. and many countries of Latin America. This is our, we can say, our first wave. Okay. The second wave is around uh, 2007, 2006 to Europe. And we are beginning, we were beginning in India when we did our uh, a very important step that we, we do uh, we did the acquisition for tech Team. It's a, it was a global company, based here, and the headquarters in tech, in Detroit, uh, Michigan State. Right.
0: I, I was I was planning to get there because now I'm describing the story of Stefanini Group and your story. Of course, they marinate, they merge. Uh, you entrepreneur, you start a company, you grow. You grow uh, domestically in Brazil, you start the internationalization, but now you put another component to the growth. You start acquiring companies. And then it's a Brazilian entrepreneur, Brazilian businessman, that is now acquiring American companies. So just give us an idea how was that moment and the feeling of, hey, my Brazilian company now is acquiring American companies because everybody will think the other way around American companies acquiring Brazilian companies and right there was you in in the opposite in the, in the opposite way proving that Brazilian companies can be successful to a point of acquiring new business outside of Brazil so Describe us that moment. I know that was in 2010 when you decided and you did that big acquisition of Tech Team Global, a company that has presence here in the U.S. and in, in Europe. So that kind of sets our presence in the northern hemisphere for real and for good. Uh, but I want to I wanna explore what was your sentiment during that time?
1: Okay. At that time it was a very uh, difficult decision because for us it, it was a lot of money without any investors with uh, my capital, and also it was a, a difficult time that time because the crisis 2008 2009 right mainly here mm-hmm. in Michigan because the of course the automotive industry and uh, we we know that
0: it was a downturn that time
1: yes correct? then. It's interesting because I remember that uh, I had a dinner and I sit uh, together with the number two of Goldman Sachs that time, mm-hmm. global, and asked me, why you are investing U.S. if everybody is investing in emerging countries like Brazil mm-hmm. and uh, China, the BRICS one? That I understand that we have to, first of all, U.S. is a, uh, Still today is the largest market by far, and uh, we. It's important that the entrepreneurial spirit that you have to invest. With most of the people are not invest because they they decrease the uh, the value of assets. Then the time that it's helped me to do this acquisition. Maybe if it, it, U.S. is running very well, their economy is not possible with my 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 pocket. Yes. Yeah. That is it, This is, imp- first of all, the second point is that the, we, of course, we didn't have at th- that time the experience to work a lot with uh, a, a global deals, global uh, perspective. We already have a lot of international operation, but that time we were very small. Mm-hmm. Then for us it's a jump, that is scale that we are not so well prepared in terms of team. That's this time, I'm almost I was almost alone. This is the this is the, this is the the, the 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 scenario. But fortunately, I think that uh, usually Brazilian has more easygoing way how to 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 deal with people, to talk with the people, and also. I I was at that time very well received for most of the U.S. team and also European team. That it was a great experience, mm-hmm. and uh, fortunately we we were successful.
0: So I'm, I'm 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 trying to put myself on your shoes and probably representing a lot of a lot of questions for people here. This podcast we're going to talk about technology in a second. I mean I, I think it's becoming. A, a textbook for entrepreneurs. You, you, you also said, look, don't um, don't 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 just go with the flow. Even though people are, you know, investing in the bricks at that time, you decided to do something different. So it's like, trust your inst instinct. Um, there's a say out there it's like, I like the place where it's the impossible because. You know, it's uh, less competition right there, right? And it's probably what you said. But you said something for me important. When you got to that point of an acquisition, and now you have a global operations, because yes, it was exactly what happened. And you said, I was pretty much alone. Um, if, If you had a chance to do something again, would be... Different this time for you, knowing and going through the experience, get a better prepared team. Like let them give them time and opportunity to prepare your your support team, uh, uh, your leadership team to support you on that. What I'm trying to say to the folks out there that are starting Understood. entrepreneurs, like hey, not only you, but get surrounded by. You know people that are prepared to that. So can you elaborate on this?
1: Yes, yes, uh, sure. Thought? Good question. Great question. If I do again, yes, I I can. Uh, I did two things different. One is did the acquisition maybe one or two years earlier. Mm. Yes, that it was be it was better. The second is. What I learned later, of course, with this experience, that uh, we prepare now, for example, if you see the last five years, six, seven years, we are preparing a stronger team, yeah. yes. We are investing much more in the people, in the Perfect. career, in our most of our leaders come from the base. That in that time, I didn't prepare in, in, uh, in, well, that's, this, is, this is my fault, this is my fault because it's my decision, because we were not prepared the team. Certainly, if I had prepared uh, the team some years ago, this leadership team, clearly, we could be even more successful. For me, this is the most important learning uh, lessons that is so important to develop our own leadership team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't be too hard on yourself, and it was your failure. We have a uh, we have an, uh, say here. It's, you know, Monday morning quarterback. It's, it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback, right? Um, but you know, you did what you had at that time. Like, but I think it's a it's a great advice to people. Like you're you're preparing to do a, a jump like this make sure that you that you have the right support but I,
1: even uh, of course without mm-hmm. this or without this uh, w- w- prepared team i did not regret yes oh, yeah. that's it this is the decision that i have to i had to take that time that's
0: for sure for sure um you said something important we have been Uh, preparing more, investing more, uh, you know, I've been part of this uh, and but you said we're bringing people, you know, from the team so our we're growing our leadership and if you look at all the regions you're gonna see, you know, a few uh, external acquisitions that you made throughout the years considering myself one of those acquisitions that you made even though seven years already here, so um, I'm uh, I'm seeing more and more the people that it's coming from the basis of talent that we have.
1: If you allowed me, that I love always mix mix decisions. That's I love uh, I love to mix blood. What mm-hmm. means? that of course we develop a lot of people internally but always is important to absorb to adopt new talents from the market Different because then respect. we can mix culture mm-hmm. innovation spirit and and, uh, and others that is so important like we like to grow organic growth and also some acquisition again is a mixed strategy
0: all right okay so you you call it it, and it's exactly time now. After that you had a big acquisition 2010 you always been acquiring but lately last five years you hit heavily on acquisitions. To a point you have a team today sitting in Sao Paulo responsible for you know the M&A operations that you have. So the question is Everybody knows that Stefanini keep investing in acquiring companies. The question from the audience to you is what do you see on companies that you decide to make the investment in acquire them. What are the characteristics that calls your attention to the the companies that um, you make acquisitions? I'm pretty sure the the, the sample of companies to be acquired, is huge. So, what are the mechanisms and criteria that you use to go deep and maybe uh, ended up acquiring the companies?
1: Good question. Again, uh, first of all, is we are acquiring by mainly by portfolio.
0: Portfolio
1: and okay. focus on always in the digital side. Okay. And most of these companies are very small. Yes, mm-hmm. and we grew up together. That's in the, in, the to, in the efforts together. That's of course mixing again. Mm-hmm. Remember the hybrid model, the mixing. Their, uh, their knowledge of the founders together with our more entrepreneurial uh, spirit, mindset, structure, and help mm-hmm. them to grow. This is the main focus, okay? The second is geography yes sometimes there are some areas some countries that we are not so well established like uh, we are announced next next week for a new acquisition in europe exactly because there is one country that uh, we are already established we have clients there Mm -hmm. but not so strong this is our very clear strategy the third point that is so important we try to we try, we do our best to integrate very well Mm -hmm. in our portfolio. Because you know, sometimes, you know, most of the, maybe more than 50, maybe 70% or 80% of the acquisitions failed. That's why, my opinion. First of all, no uh, no fit with strategy. The people sometimes Mm. want uh, 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 acquisition, only by the numbers to volume, mm. to increase their revenue or something like that. We we don't do this. That's for us we are in this way we are much more conservative. Yes. This is the first the second is they work hard and the hard work to integrate culturally the portfolio that's the people, the management, okay. that we work hard, how in, 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 this, in this way we are very hands-on, we try to do our best to, to be successful with this acquisition. And most of them, I, I understand who, you, who we are. So,
0: main drivers, portfolio, so you're looking to solutions, not volume, not just buying a book of business. And then you say, hey, it, it has to be solutions in the digital uh, arena. And uh, and then you said, geographically also, the geography is something that drives us to. Uh, you said something important. Hey, a, a huge number of acquisitions ended up being a failure. So how about the culture when you're acquiring? Culture, the people that is coming. So, how heavy or light the other owner, style, s- mindset, culture, plays into the acquisition
1: decision? I think first of all, it's very important to be humble. Yes, because we are acquiring some uh, is asset. Most of these are uh, uh, people. Mm-hmm and uh, some products that we have to humble to listen then to learn with them to try to adopt most of their assets that we understand that can contribute on us that this is i think is very important as we we try to be a a humble um, um approach of course it's very important to listen Okay, that is sometimes you you, is, you have to be careful not to think that as you are acquiring someone that you are superior that is very important that's and uh we treat them as any other in in our in our company sometimes the some shareholders think also in the opposite way they are better than our, our executives i had uh some discussion last week with someone here. that's oh come on guy that's here is everybody is equal. that mm. you have to treat in the same level we are not less n- not better than any other here that's great that is is very because sometimes also the owner think or shareholders they think they are They have a privilege. The only privilege of the shareholders is working much more than others. (laughs)
0: There you go. Uh, So you said also um, uh, opportunity to grow, right? So you're looking for potential. What is the potential to grow of those companies? And like you said, uh, we'll integrate with the Stefanini ecosystem and make sure that we we provide this platform platform for growth, for, for all
1: those companies? To be honest, uh, um, usually uh, most of these cases they have a good potential. Mm-hmm. The main obstacles or is usually the, the 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 their their team. Yes, why? Because usually, or they are not so ambitious, or they have difficulties how to manage growth. And uh, sometimes they are not so humble that this is some, uh, some obstacles that you have to manage and uh, find the best way. Sometimes we, uh, most of the case, we can, we keep the uh, the founders as leaders, but of course they absorb our culture. Sometimes mm-hmm. not they they can leave the the company as a executive they can keep as a shareholders sure. and uh, we can in including some executives that uh, uh yeah. thinking what we think that is yeah. the best way but after many discussions very uh, open discussions in in a in a reasonable time not in a short period
0: okay, okay. all right um So flexibility on that,
1: got got Yes, flexibility is always something that is part of our DNA, like resilience, that this is part of our DNA.
0: Interesting your approach, and I I think it's quite unique in the market, because like you said, if the the founder wants to stay, we'll have space for them to stay and grow the business with us. If by any um, um, reason, from their side or from the Stefanini side, a, a, a decision is made that they will leave the executive position, and they can stay as a shareholder for their their uh, for their shares. It's also um, uh, possible. So yeah, I, I, I like that, and I think it's I think it's the recipe of of the the success of the Stefanini ecosystem. For the people that are listening to us, if you want to understand the experience that marco and the stefanini group has in acquisitions the group stefanini is right now is about 35 companies and marco gave a spoiler alert that another one is coming to be announced in in a few weeks so you know The man has certain experience under the belt acquiring more than 30 companies in a short period of time, 10, 12, 15 years acquiring companies. So uh, I think it's a a very successful um, uh, framework of acquiring and integrating, um, and I'm being a witness of that. So, Marco, now uh, we get to a point that we want to explore future.
1: Watch for part two of our Steph Talks podcast with Spencer Gracias and Marco Stefanini.